Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. We have a guest today. I found somebody. And, and she's, she's, she's right here. I'm right here, huh? She came willingly, right? She did. <laughs> okay, she did. good. I, bu- I bugged her for quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. She's yeah. not good at getting back to me. No, awful. But that's okay. But we have Amy, and she's local-ish, mm-hmm. and uh, she has a ton of really cool ghost stories, apparently. I do. And uh, Tony and I, she works uh, in one of our local pubs, and when Tony and I were down there having dinner one night... Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got on the topic, but uh, she was like, oh, I have ghost stories, <laughs> and you have a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, let's get you on there, and I gave her a card, and, and now she's sitting here. Now I'm sitting here, yeah. yeah. Cool. Your first podcast. My first podcast. Very, Very excited, cool. yeah. Yeah. So you've had paranormal stuff happening to you since you were a kid. Since I was little, yeah. Probably the earliest I remember is maybe nine, nine, ten, somewhere around there. There might have been stuff earlier, but that was like kind of the defining moment for me. Now, have yeah. you always been a believer and like, like you didn't try and say, Hey mom and dad, like this is going on and they didn't try to dismiss it or. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I was, uh, I was raised an atheist. So I, I felt like what I was seeing didn't make sense to kind of our beliefs. Yeah. And, and I couldn't at the, at that time kind of rationalize how I could see spirits if we didn't believe in an afterlife or you know, a higher being or anything like that. So I was very apprehensive to talk about what I was seeing. And then one night, late at night, I was watching TV with my mom and I kind of kept looking towards the doorway where a woman was standing, a woman I had seen many times. And my mom said, what are you looking at? Oh, nothing. And she goes, you're looking at that lady. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. He's here too. <laughs> thank we can God I don't it. believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we were able to talk about it and, and kind of work through what I was thinking and feeling and saying it's okay if you can't identify where this is coming from or why it's coming to you, but it is there and I see it too. So you weren't raised here. You were, I was raised in Kitchener. You were raised in Kitchener. Yeah, yeah. But my mom, my mom's English. So she, she had some experiences back home, but so that was my next question yeah. is, um, you know, certainly mom was a believer. Yep. Uh, did yep. it run in the family? Is there psychics or was there? I've uh... asked her, uh, we come from a long line of kind of stoic women who keep to themselves and don't really share mm-hmm. certain things. So she did say that, uh, if, if her mother, uh, had seen anything. She didn't really talk much about it. Um, but my aunt, I guess, especially towards the end of her life, was was quite vocal about seeing mm-hmm. things or feeling things, and as was her husband as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as as a young person and getting confirmation that way from mom was yeah. was kind of a relief. It was. Yeah. Um, and did you want to dig deeper at that point, or did you leave it go? Um. It's funny, I kind of just, it was, it was kind of a natural progression. It wasn't that I was necessarily kind of seeking things, Mm -hmm. but when they came to me, I wasn't ever afraid of them or, you know, trying to ignore them. I definitely embraced them, uh, but I wasn't going out of my way uh, until maybe when I was a teenager, I kind of got into tea leaf reading and tarot and and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But prior to that, it just kind of happened and it was part of my daily life and Right. You know, as much as anything else was really for a kid. Yeah. Did it scare you at no. the time? The the funny thing is, even as a toddler, I enjoyed being scared. Like I kind of created this game where I would hide, and my mom would have to jump out at me and and give me like <laughs> the, a, jump scares the jump scares. Jump scares, yeah. Right. I, I loved it. And uh, when I was very little, she thought I was down for a nap one day, and she loves horror movies. She was watching one, and uh, it was actually the um, Tim Curry's version of it. Okay. And I was maybe three or four, and she heard giggling from behind the couch. And she kind of looked over, she's like, are you watching this? Like, yep. She goes, are you scared? And I went, no. And she goes, well, then get on the couch, I guess. Come watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I was not afraid, really, of much. I know grown men who are terrified of <laughs> horror movies. Yeah. yeah. You know, like hide under the covers. Yeah. And like... If you find one that you think might scare me, send it my way, because I, yeah. I want a good scare. It's All been right. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
you started opening doors then with yep. the tarot and stuff like Absolutely, that as well. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, did it become more powerful to you then? I kind of, I go through through waves. So I guess right now I'm kind of in like a stagnant period, I would say. Um, as, as it comes to me, I let it. And if it, if it goes away for any reason, it does. And I know it'll come back eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but as a teenager, I was definitely, it was definitely happening quite a bit. Um, but I'm also very fickle. I jump around a lot. So I would do tarot for, you know, a couple months and I'd be like, ah, I'm bored of that. What's the next thing kind mm -hmm. of thing. And then I'd get into tea leaves or, you know, I'll go through phases where I'll have, um, premonitions and in, in dream form or something like that. And it just, it's kind of constantly changing and evolving what I, what I find useful or, or the strongest kind of sensations. Certain things will, will kind of jump out at different times. Scary story. What do you What do you got for us as far as? Do we want to start with like the scariest, or do we want to? We build up. We warm yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I do have one that I think would. Well, first, before you start, the uh, the first spirit that you did see. Yes. Evil or no? Not, no, or? Uh, very, it was an old lady. I, I wouldn't say old. Um, she she probably appeared as old because it's like very. Almost like Victorian okay. style of dress. It was more dress. the outfit and everything. But it was the way she carried herself, like the top, the high top bun and the like very stiff back and yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. just like Rachel, exactly. Just like Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was she was very like matronly almost, like okay. she was she was maybe walking and to in, check up. And this people. was in your home. This was in our home, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Did you ever so, figure out who she was? No, but I, I was also ten, so no, I. Probably, I thought maybe yeah. your mom had looked into it, or she might have if she did. She never mentioned she never it. Never passed it yeah, along. No, but she uh, she didn't hang around for too long. I'd say maybe it was less than a year, probably. Um, but she'd just walk around and kind of check up on us. And hmm. one day, it was a corner lot that our house was on, and uh, we always parked on the boulevard of the side street. And one day, we're getting into the family van, and me and my mom just both happened to look out the window at the same time. <laughs> And uh, she was looking out the window at us. And we both felt that that was kind of a goodbye. And then we never saw her again. Hmm. She was also never on the upper, um, the upper level of the house. So seeing her in that window was also odd. And mm -hmm. she just watched the car drive away. I and... wonder if she was an intelligent spirit or a residual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. You know, following the same path that yeah. she did. Yeah, she kind of walked the main hallway and would kind of go between the kitchen and the living room. A lot. Hmm. So again, seeing her in that in that upper floor window was very unusual. But, yeah. Now, I met you at the pub. You did. And the pub that you work at mm -hmm. used to be at a location across the street. Yes. And you used to have to go down this very steep yes, flight very of stairs. Steep. Not wheelchair accessible no. by any means. No. Um, and I was told, and, and maybe you can confirm this, that it used to be the site of the town morgue, like, yeah. a, like a long time ago. So my understanding of the building was that it was uh, like a medical center, and because the village uh, was so small at the time, it didn't have uh, a coroner, bodies would be stored down there until the town coroner could come and get them. That was were, my understanding. Because you were down below... Uh, we were. And it was cooler. It was. And it too, was, right? it was, the uh, building was right beside the river. Mm -hmm. So I think the building was naturally cooler from being by the water. But when you first started there, did the other staff warn you and say, well, this place is haunted or there's a lot of activity in here? Or did yeah. they just let you kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> get introduced to <laughs> yeah, it on your own? Yeah, find out on my own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trial by fire. Yes. Um, no, so I had heard uh, from the other staff that stuff had gone on, but no one really got into specifics, really. Uh, and I think. Did you ever lose any staff because of the hauntings in there? Not in not my time. No. There, no. Whether whether previous staff had or not, the uh, current owner had owned it for two years before I joined on, and as far as I know, nothing in that time. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you'd like to tell us about some of the stuff that yeah. was going on in the pub. So one of the uh, earliest things I remember happening, uh, we we would come in an hour before open to kind of sweep and mop and get the place ready for service. And one day I was, I was by the back window, which again was right by the river, and I could hear children laughing. And this was, uh, I would say probably December, January time, and I knew that the river wasn't uh, frozen over fully. So right. from, from the sounds of things, there were kids playing on the river on the ice, and I got quite concerned. So I went right up to the river, uh, to the window, and I'm pressing my face against the window trying to see if I can see anyone to warn them. And I can't see the kids, so I run outside, don't grab a jacket or anything. I, I instantly run out to the bridge, 
and there's no children. And I went back in and now the laughter is inside and I was like, okay, you're... Oh, well, so you heard it again? <laughs> yeah, I did. So I was like, okay, you're oh. just you're just ghost kids. That's okay. As long as you're not going to fall through the ice, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so that was, that was like you early on. I assumed they were ghost kids, I assumed right? they were ghost kids, yeah. yeah so we never trust the little, the little yeah. child ghosts, you know, very, very rarely. <laughs> yeah. So... Because, yeah, yeah so, anytime you would hear the kids, you're concerned, yeah. right? Yeah, of Just course. like you were. Absolutely. Were. So, yeah. uh, and then they went inside. You heard them inside? I did. Hear, well, if, if it wasn't inside, it was yeah. much closer to the building than was physically possible. Did you ever hear them again other than that one time? The children, no. I heard plenty of other things, but not okay. the children. <laughs> yeah. You have the podium. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so things just kind of progressed from there. And like I said, nothing's ever... I've never had an experience uh, in my life that's scared me or made me want to leave or turn away from it. So I think um, amongst all the spirits down in the pub, that kind of became well known that I was somebody who was either willing to listen or, you know, would kind of put up with some practical jokes and things like that hmm. um, because I wasn't about to shy away from it. So we had uh, at least one spirit that was very good at imitating voices of other staff members. Ooh when they weren't in the building. <laughs> so that was that was a regular occurrence. Um, particularly one of my other coworkers, we, we were often scheduled to work together and we'd be the only two staff. And you know, middle of the afternoon on a winter's day, say you're not gonna have a lot of clientele come through. So we'd be doing cleaning tasks or things like that. Uh, and you know, you'd be in one part of the pub and you'd hear your coworker call from the other for help and you'd go looking for them and be like, oh, where is she? I can't find her. And then you'd hear it at the other end of the pub and you'd go look for her. And it, turns it, wasn't out, a, it wasn't a very big pub, was it? It wasn't at all, but no. there was kind of a back hallway that was kind of divided from the dining room and the kitchen and everything. Right. So, so if you were back there, it was kind of difficult to tell where sound was coming from. There was also a staircase that went up to a door leading to a different part of the building we didn't have access to. So okay. it was just a narrow hallway up there. So you could be in different parts of the pub, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you'd, you'd go looking for your coworker, and it turned out she was outside having a smoke the whole time. And she'd come in and you'd be like, what What were you doing? Why were you calling me? So I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but then it started to happen to her where she would hear my voice as well. Really? Yeah, so it just became really And did bad. it affect her at all? Or was she like, oh, you know. She was very in tune with stuff and very open as well. Okay. She would certainly be put off by it, a little nervous. But with me being there, it was... It was different. I think if I hadn't have been there, maybe she would have locked the door and gone home for the day. She didn't want to do cardio running back no, and forth at the end of the, end of the pub. Yeah, not really. Is this one of these limestone buildings? Yeah, yes. limestone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. everything. Everything so, in Ferguson and Laura's limestone. Yeah, that's true. So there wouldn't be much echo going. Not on at all. Pub. No, right. not at all. Pretty, and you've yeah. got the river literally yeah, yeah. Right, right behind there. the pub. You can spit out the window and hit yeah. the river. Right. We often so. flooded through the window if the if, if mm -hmm. the yeah. dam had been let out in Bellwood and the rain got high enough, it would. Yeah. would reach the window so yeah yeah limestone buildings just you store yeah the, the yeah. energy ghostly energy <laughs> yeah well especially the river right there is that Absolutely. and the water right to you know the power source and everything yeah, so. yeah. all right give yeah. us more that yeah so, so i eventually got in the habit of addressing the spirits there um in kind of a friendly way uh whenever i left i often worked the night shift and um when i would lock up at the end of the night i would say good night pub and i just you know say goodnight off I went my coworkers hated that they would often like run out the building before I could so they didn't have to hear it they were sure that one day they would hear a good night back and they yeah. did not want to hear that um that'd be cool yeah I, I kind of always hoped it would happen but it didn't um, you know I'll bet you that they did yeah probably just didn't Absolutely. Hear it. if you had a, a yeah. digital recorder going that's true you would have heard it for sure you could try it one night so, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a pub in Fergus and, mm -hmm. and it's the one with the piper yep. in front yeah and uh, I think I've told you, Danny, um, the staff often hear their names called, yeah. like right in their ear. Oh, okay. And there's an old phone, an old black rotary phone at the end of the bar. Mm -hmm. And it's not hooked up to anything. It doesn't work. There's no guts in it. Oh. And sometimes at night, when the last person's locking up, the phone will ring. <laughs> and I, you know, and it makes them haul ass yeah. real quick out the door. But I'm like, I'm the opposite. I I'm go like, pick, pick it up. up. Yeah. I will pick it up. You know? Absolutely. Hello, Satan. You know? <laughs> you know, we're closed, but if you yeah. come back tomorrow, you know, so, yeah. and that'd be a place, you know, I've been trying to get us into mm -hmm. uh, for an investigation 
but we've been mm -hmm. given permission to go into the your new, new location, location. Absolutely. and I yeah. do have a connection to the the old location okay. which is now a, uh, another restaurant now the night that Tony and I met you mm -hmm. in the new location which is literally just across the yep. street uh, we were sitting in the the back room so when you walk in we're on the right mm -hmm. and at the end there's a the door to the, to patio. the patio yes yeah. and then a backyard access to the river and i could see a spirit of an old man to my right and he kept he was kind of standing like mm -hmm. in the wall almost like coming through the wall but just stopping yeah so i don't know if that's a if that is an original wall uh or... it's not that's an addition to the building okay so yeah. That might have been his place to hang out, like yeah. smoke or Maybe. drink. Maybe the pub yeah. was a different uh, setup back then. Yeah. But he was wearing a tweed, brown tweed coat. And he was an older fella. And I kept seeing him. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like he was trying to get my attention. And uh, Tony couldn't see him. Like, Tony hears things. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to... And then I said to the, you know, the manager through Amy, I said, oh, would you let us in here to do an investigation? She's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm always and I'm always ready to argue and go, yeah. oh, but yeah. you know, but she's like, yep, like oh, okay. Is this this new building an old building as well? It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. limestone probably again. Or, yeah, I yeah. believe like the foundation is, is yeah. limestone and some mm -hmm. of the walls as well. Well, mm -hmm. I live upstairs as well, so you'll have to oh. tell me if I've got anything <laughs> going on in my place. Well, you you know what? We might stir stuff up, and you might be like, oh, <laughs> poor husband. I'll be like, ooh. Yeah. Poltergeist. <laughs> I'm a big German man. Big yeah. German. Very terrible German accent. Yeah, so so I was at that uh, location of the pub for five years. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed that things, you know, were it became very routine <clears throat> that um, if they weren't happy with something that was going on, like let's say we had, you know, grumpy staff or something, the spirits were regularly trying to get my attention, throwing her, things her at me. Crappy band that night. Crappy band, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they're throwing stuff at you. They were, yeah, myself and one of the other staff members had had many items thrown at us. Really? I caught well, a liquor bottle midair before I could break. Oh, wow. Pots, pots thrown at my head. Uh, I, I feel lucky that none of them hit me. I think it was more of a, hey, can I get your attention? Like, well, you don't have to whack me happy. upside the head with a bottle. Exactly, yeah. Good lord. Yeah, so... So lots of funny things like that. There was um, one evening where I had to actually sleep in the pub. Um, as you know, we have a festival in town, a music festival. And I had been earlier in the day before my shift with someone and we kind of consolidated purses so we weren't having to go through security with two bags. And of course I left my keys in her purse and she went home for the night and I stayed and cleaned the pub. And by the time I was all done with work, it was maybe three o'clock in the morning. And uh, so, yeah, by the time I was ready to go home, I had, I had no keys to leave. So I made a little bed for myself in the dining room and <laughs> went to bed. And then that's when the spirits woke me up and, and started having a real party. How did they wake you up? They'll do lots of noise. They, they would be very noisy around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm, the witching would, hour. Yeah, they would rattle on the side of the ice machine, but not in the ice machine, which would make sense. Yeah. You know, in an ice machine, they would tap on the side and you know, footsteps and banging on the walls and stuff. And at this point I had worked there for maybe four years. So I was quite accustomed to this. And I said, guys, like, I know I'm, I shouldn't be here now, but I got to sleep, please. Like, mm. knock it off. You can party tomorrow. I got to go to bed. <laughs> you can party tomorrow. Yeah, you can party Go to the tomorrow. festival. Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. And they did. They, they got real quiet after that and let me mm. sleep for the night. And did you ever get a sense of who or what was in there? Like, uh... Only one of the spirits. Okay. And that brings me to my... Scary story? My scary right. story, yeah. So uh, it was often said amongst customers that they were uncomfortable in the women's bathroom. You know, when are we going to get that spirit removed? Like, there was, there was always the woman in the bathroom. And I could feel something in the bathroom. I never saw anything up till that point. But there was something there. She didn't bother me. I just let her be. But we had customers who would like wait till they got home to go to the bathroom because they did not want to use so the facilities at just the pub. Like, are these returning customers? Yeah, like regulars of ours would just say. I so they would come for the food and the drink, but they're and like, then, I'm but, not using that yeah, damn washroom. Yeah, we had a lot of women. <laughs> we had a lot of women who would not want to use really? the bathroom. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, can I use the men's right now, please? <laughs> we had some women who would if it wasn't busy. Absolutely, yeah. They they felt like she was just there and watching them, and and they just really were uncomfortable by her. Oh, I didn't think she was that bad, but you know, a lot of people did. And then one day, uh, a very good regular of ours, he became a good friend of mine. He said, hey, I was, I was working in Waterloo today and my client was a woman who was a medium. 
and I mentioned to Laura, she said, do you know the pub? They get talking and, and she tells him how the woman in the bathroom passed away. So he tells me. So I tell people, of course, because this is very interesting, um, and but trigger warning for anyone who may not want to hear about, you know, suicide, things like that. She had hung herself. In the building? I, I presume in the building. Okay. I don't know. But that, that was how she had passed away. So by me telling people, I got quite the, uh, the trouble out of her. She was not happy with me for sharing that. So uh, she, it started with kind of disturbing the bathroom, leaving things out of place. You know, I would, it may be a Sunday night, I'm closing up, I've been to the bathroom, I was the last one in there, go back to clean it, and things are not where they should be, the toilet's pulled from the wall, um, we had a curtain under the sink that would be completely like twisted up kind of thing. That's a lot of energy. It was. And so I, I kept saying, I know you're mad at me. I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have said something. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what you want me to do. The damage is done. And then one night I went in to clean and the bathroom was fine. So I thought, okay, she's over it. It's okay. Uh, but the light switch to that bathroom was like on the far side of the bathroom. You had to go all the way through it to get to the bath to the light switch. So me wanting to save energy, I turned that light off every night. A lot of my coworkers wouldn't. There was no other light source being in the basement, so you'd have to walk. There was like a twelve the... foot long pole for no, the other. No, there, there should have been. There should have been, but there wasn't. So uh, I, I go in, I turn out the light, I go to leave, realize I forgot to grab an extra roll of toilet paper to stock the bathroom. Come back with it, so I'm in the dark bathroom, and as I go, I see something kind of drop and raise right in the corner of my eye and kind of bounce there and I'm standing there going oh you gotta be kidding me and I was like look at it it'll be a ceiling tile it'll be something something that isn't what you're hoping to not see and I look and there she was hanging she oh, she wow. showed me the way she passed away full apparition yeah, full apparition but in the dark but in the dark wow yeah yeah so and that was that after that I I, I apologized to her I said you know, I, I understand that this was embarrassing for you or, you know, information you didn't want me to share. I'm sorry. You've made your point loud and clear. Did you ever find out her name? Or? No, no. No, I didn't. Are you uh, getting picking something up? No, I was just thinking, you need to go there. <laughs> yeah. Go visit yeah. the woman's bathroom. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to the, the new, the staff of the new yeah, yeah, it would be interesting you know, to see what they say and see if they if anybody has anything to say. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, we could get in there to do an investigation because Amy mm -hmm. uh, that we had on the show um, from Alora, mm -hmm. apparently her friend owns the new location, mm -hmm. so we'll have to do right. some. We'll have to do some, uh, you know, schmoozing and get us in there. Yeah. It was a medical center, mm -hmm. but I mean, medical centers back then was like, bite down on this while I saw yeah. your leg yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, yeah they used I think to... it was the, the archives as well at one point, the, the county archives. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know who to talk to. I know there's a lady <laughs> in town who knows everything about every bloody building. You know, she's like a encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. She's the Google in town. Well, we also got Danny here that loves to investigate. Yeah, some, loved to research things. So. <laughs> you saw this apparition of this yes. woman hanging. Mm -hmm. How like how long did, did it last? It was. Was it you actually saw it, or was it in your your mind mostly? Um, half and half, maybe. Probably half and half. There, it was a very small bathroom, and uh, this happened right by the door. So my hand was on the door handle um, as it happened. So I pretty much looked at her and went, yep, yeah, okay. Then I walked out. I didn't really hang around too long. Um, Did you have any other problems with her after that? After that, no, nothing. Really? Nothing. I didn't feel her again, whether other customers did or not, but hmm. I think we kind of, you know, she explained to me my wrongdoings and we moved on from there, yeah, hmm. which was <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, exactly the history of that mm -hmm. building, but even if it was a pub beforehand mm -hmm. or, or anything. And it seems like a lot of those, uh, the pubs, and even our pub here or other places, seem to have the spirits that uh, roam around, uh, whether they covered the town or, you know, yeah. Um, a lot of them it would stay the night. Um, and I think when I look back at some of the history books, I mean, you know, they, a lot of them traveled from town to town, horse, 
horse wise. You know, they had to stop, feed mm -hmm. the horses and that. So they would stay at a local pub or yeah. a local little uh, bed and breakfast, if you will. I don't think they called them that then, but uh, you know. Sleep in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, it would just be a stopover for them. And um, who knows what, what all went on as yeah. far as, you know, if, if she felt that, uh, you know, it could have been her home as well. I Absolutely, guess, yeah. We <laughs> used to, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Harry Potter, but we used to call her Moaning Myrtle, oh, which yeah. is oh, the character yes. who, the, yeah. the ghostly character in Harry Potter who okay. cries in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not a Harry Potter guy, so. No, it's too bad. It's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Funny how you said Myrtle, because I keep getting an M name. I was thinking oh. Meredith or Matilda. Oh. When, when you were talking about her because okay. I'm I'm the name guy <laughs> names boom 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 in, in my head and as soon as you started I was like Matilda or Meredith <laughs> and then I keep, kept going back to Matilda and that's a name like a, an older name yeah. it's not very uh, popular these days no but, but it back, would have been, but back then a hundred years ago or more it yep. probably would have been and that room would never have been the bathroom no no, no probably right? probably you know it could have been a tree that yeah. was there, yeah, like before the pub, and yeah. she, you know, hung herself from the tree. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a brief break, uh, and uh, we'll come right back with more stories. You got more for us? I've got more. Yeah. All right. Cool. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Well, we're back on Phantom Faction Podcast, and with our guest uh, Amy and Rachel, you got some questions for her. You've been writing things down. And... I have been writing some stuff down, and um, it's actually observations. Oh, okay. Yes. So as I've been sitting here, um, you have a cracked skull. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen this before, and it's very, it's very thick, but um, the, there's a big, strong light coming out of your cracked skull. Okay. Can I say one thing? Yep. She's a Gemini. I am. Oh. The, the split, right? I also the, have a scar right in the center of my forehead, right in my hairline. You do? So. Yeah. Let's see. It's right oh, there. it's very it's faint. That very yeah. faint That now, is so funny. When I was born, it was right in the middle of my forehead. Look at you. <laughs> Not a lightning bolt. It's <laughs> <not> <laughs> wish. <laughs> Please continue, party. Rachel. Yeah, yeah. so um, what I get from this cracked skull is... That it, like this, you have a huge light inside of you that's trying to come out. Okay. But your thicker outer shell isn't allowing yeah. it. But this is why you're connecting so well to all that you okay. have dealt with. Yeah. And it's not freaking you out. Yeah. It's not scary. And you're able, able <laughs> to contact and communicate with them. Yeah. You have that there. You just have Ooh, to learn just how to, to split it open further. Do yeah. I? Ooh, okay. Yeah. You got to right. shed the skin. Okay. But you have a nervousness about shedding the skin because it's a protective core for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all making a lot of sense. Okay. That's what I had to say. Wow. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that was uh, the uh, the meat and potatoes there. But so it was. Did you? The cracked skull. Is it something you saw in your in your mind? Yes. This was totally what in my mind. Age? I'm sitting here looking at her and like. Holy cow. Like, and it, it almost like, let's watch a horror movie right now, and they're going to take somebody and pull them apart, wow. right? And this the bright light comes out. That's what I'm invis okay. like seeing, but it's really thick for you. Okay. So you might have some clairvoyant abilities oh, that you're suppressing. I, you definitely I do. do. I do. Well, I have you hang out with us a little bit more. And, uh... I would actually be interested in seeing if over time, if you saw that open up. And get larger, maybe that would be neat. You, I yeah. think you gotta do a lot of um, protection for yourself mm -hmm. to allow yourself to open up, right? And okay. not have that fear base, yeah, and nervousness, okay. and ask your guides to help you. It's funny you mention a guide because I, I did uh, in preparation, knowing that I was coming on the show. As Dan mentioned, you've been trying to get me on the show for a little while. Um, I thought, you know, right now I'm very stagnant. Maybe I need to get things moving. I felt like maybe I wasn't in a place where I should be speaking on the show just because, you know, I'm not the time in is touch right with now, it right, right now. Yeah. So it was maybe a week ago, right before I went to bed, I actually uh, asked my, my guide to present itself to me if it could. And I went into, I'd say a state I don't know what else to call it. It's not a meditation. It's not, 
It's not dreaming, um, but it's a place I've been a couple of times before. And there was um, an image that I cannot recall now. There was a voice and a name that I cannot recall. And I was brought out of it with a hand on my shoulder. So, yeah. Hmm. So maybe I need to work with that a little bit and see where that takes me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have, yeah. you have, what I'm getting is you have a, a gentleman guide that's your, your primary. Okay. He's very strong and he's like. This, this what I can say this was a man. Yeah. I do know it, that's all I took away from it, that it was a man. And that surprised me actually when I came out of it. Yeah. He's okay. very strong and he's like really coaxing, but you have more than that. Okay. But your gentleman guy is your number one and right. he's just like. Does he, it, can, can, you, you. can you see him? Yeah, I can see him. Does he have thick hair? He's got, like, it's like just, thick gray. like, <sighs> like, uh, like, like, him, the yeah. big, like, like the big Lebowski, that, like, the dude, like, his hair? Like the, the I you don't, know what I'm talking no. about? No. Oh, <laughs> How old are you right now? <laughs> it's not that old Lebowski. of a movie. The dude, man, the big Lebowski. He's got Dan hair, like, yeah. it's yes, flowing but hair. It's, but it's longer, But it, yeah, thicker. and it's, and he styles it. Because Ooh. he's been standing over here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes, I've seen him a couple times over by the, the side of the chair. And he's wearing a suit. Yes, he is. Yeah. And I think he's wearing glasses. I got an image of glasses. But they have no rim. Oh. Yeah, but I got glasses. Yeah. It's but, almost uh, hard to see them. And because... he's got the same colored hair as Danny. Yeah. Like the salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's well, well just... But his suit doesn't have a tie. <laughs> he's got, um, you know, those... Um, Oh, Bull? no, no. Um, where they take the, like, almost like a an scarf. An ascot. Is yeah. that what they call an it? Ascot. Yeah. That's what it is. Like the, like the guy in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Freddy. <laughs> Fred with the ascot. Oh my <laughs> so it's Fred meets the Big Lebowski. Meets yes. I need something. to Google all this right now. <laughs> and I think his name is Greg. Oh, I didn't get a name. So there you go. Gregory. Go with the name. Gregor, Gregor. It's funny you should say that because for some reason, uh, there was a scenario that played out in my mind Ooh. yesterday. I just got a wicked chill on my back. So yeah. that's usually my confirmation. Okay. They're, they're like, yep, you're okay. right. Okay. Yeah, there was, um, I tend to go into kind of like a daydream la la land very easily, very, very easily. And uh, I'll go kind of all over the place and sometimes they're just scenarios that have no relevance they make no sense i'm not trying to plan something out i'm not start writing those down okay okay <laughs> okay good to know okay um, double up on your yeah. meds but there, there, there was a, a, a greg as like a father figure in this like a father figure oh i to totally me. get this was, this he's was like yesterday. he's like Last night or Saturday. uncle he's like an uncle yeah uh, He'd be like that that uncle that's almost fathering you, mm -hmm. you know, like, like he that would be, kind of like relationship. Like if you lost your dad, he'd be the one that would move in there. And... It's, I don't have a relationship with my dad, so that's ah, funny. there that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so in this in this Greg. kind of thought process, the other day there was a father figure named Greg. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the name I so got. So that was him introducing himself After to you. I asked him to. Yep. So now you can go. talk to okay, Mr. I'll talk to Greg. Mr. Greg. Yeah. Very interesting. And he shines his shoes, just to say. Does he? Oh, yeah, he does. He's, 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 he's like so spiffy. fancy. I like him. He's spiffy but casual. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is like this is my everyday suit. Yeah. You know. He'd be like that that guy at the bar. You know, it was like the ladies would be like, "Oh, look at that guy!" Right? Because he's, he's very cool. Yeah. All right. I know. Devonair. <laughs> Why you attracted to those type of guys? Right? By the way, Dan is wearing a suit today. No, <laughs> <laughs> no pants. <laughs> Greg the spirit guy. Greg the, the spirit guy. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see, Rachel, I, you're like my new John. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Aww. We gotta. We gotta team up more well yep. it's funny that you say he's over there because it was my left shoulder that he put his hand on when he when he pulled me out of whatever that was the other day yeah. i don't think he's uh does that ear yeah so i yeah. have tinnitus in both ears oh, okay. and this is actually the worst of the two yeah i get the feeling that he hasn't been passed on that long like 30 30 years maybe no he's, he doesn't seem old by any no, means he's like he's like 60s yeah like 1960s like i'm still a player he reminds me of kurt russell now, oh yeah okay but with glasses and an ascot 
Watch Snake Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. So, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. All right. See, you were meant to come today. I was, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And uh, Mr. Greg over there in the cool. corner. Yeah, we've got some work to do by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So you have some more ghost stories that you were I, saying. Yeah, so I have... Um, ramble on. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to ramble. Um, whether they're... I don't really know how to explain it because I... So I moved to Germany in my, my early 20s. And uh, I think it was just the right time of my life. I was I was open to new experiences. I was living abroad. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know anyone there. I was very much open to what the world had to offer me at that time. And at that point, um, my my premonitions became much more frequent, much more vivid, um, and they happened. I I could almost will them to happen at that time, uh, and. You know, I met my husband in Germany, but prior to that, I was dating another gentleman. So you're more psychic than medium, I'd say, right? S yeah. With your premonitions. Sometimes, but then, <laughs> but then sometimes other things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I like I, I'm fickle. I jump around a lot. Alrighty. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so at that time, um, I, I remember I was I was dating a, a guy who lived in Frankfurt, and we hadn't been hanging out too long, but it was kind of serious and one day I was washing the dishes and uh, all of a sudden I slip into one of these daydreams and you know at that point I had gotten to tell the difference between a daydream and a premonition because early on I was kind of like oh it was weird and it, I didn't think anything of it until it would actually kind of play out in front of me and happen uh, but this one I, I thought was maybe something and uh, sure enough in this premonition this guy I'm seeing takes me to a restaurant I've never been to before, but I, I had heard of. And inside, I was very vivid. I could see which table we were sat at. I could see the decor, stuff like that. And he breaks up with me. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, but all right, it is what it is. And I guess there's nothing I can do about it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And, you know, I'm finishing up the dishes. I'm about to dry them, put them away. And my phone rings, and it's him. And he's like, hey, I thought maybe we could go for dinner this week. Oh, well, that'd be nice. What were you thinking? He says the name of this restaurant. I go, okay, so it's happening. All right. So we, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I, I figure why not go get a You should have said, freaked him out and said, you're going to dump me, aren't you? <laughs> okay, right, right, I should have. Uh, but so, uh, so we go for, for dinner and things start out really great and we're making plans. I was having issue with a computer that I had. So he said he was going to help me. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe this isn't a premonition. He wouldn't be making plans with me if we were going to break up. And then the conversation starts. And I couldn't help but laugh because it was word for word exactly what he had said in my premonition. <laughs> and I think he was taken back aback by the laugh because it's not a usual reaction you get when you're yeah. breaking up with somebody in public. <laughs> so, so I started to giggle and he's like, what's so funny? I said, let me guess. This, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, how do you, I'm like, I've known for a week. Like the day you called me, I knew it was going to happen. So well, why didn't you say something? Well, it's kind of weird to like initiate your, your own breakup. And then wanted to see if it would happen. So that was kind of the start of things while I was living there. Uh, and then uh, the spirit of a rabbit started to appear. A rabbit? A rabbit, yeah. And I have always found <laughs> myself very connected to rabbits. Um, and yeah, this rabbit would hang out on my deck and kind of, if I saw him that day, I knew that maybe something would be coming to me that day or I should, you know, make myself extra in tune. But, uh, having not really had anyone kind of guide me through a lot of stuff, I would be kind of critical or questioning of myself or my abilities. I wasn't always super confident in them. Uh, and it wasn't until I was, I was a nanny in Germany. That's why I was there. And the little girl used to sit at the window and watch it hop back and forth. And her head would turn as it moved. And I could see it moving. So I was like, okay, there is a rabbit there. I'm not, I'm not losing my mind. Well, everybody has a spirit animal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Apparently yeah. mine is an owl. Oh, I've been of course. Told. And uh, a rabbit. Yeah, mine's a rabbit, yeah. A waskily yeah. rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a book for you to look at before you leave. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Alice in Wonderland? Yes. <laughs> down, down the rabbit hole you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rachel, you were writing there. some stuff down there. Well, no, I just wrote rabbit. That's it. Oh. 
so I remember to show her the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, so my time in Germany was uh, was definitely kind of um, full of premonitions to the point where my friends began to to ask me to kind of guide them through through things. We were all in like our mid twenties, early twenties, so a lot of you know life choices and where should I go next and stuff. And people kind of sought my advice, hoping that I could kind of tap into something. Um, but then one day, <clears throat> a young lady who I was friends with, she was also a nanny, she came to me super excited and she said, you'll never guess, the family I work for, they're, they're about to have another child, you know, I get to look after a baby, it's so exciting. And I said, please don't tell anyone else. And she goes, why? It's exciting. And I said, they're not out of their first trimester, they're, they're going to miscarriage. Oh. And sure enough, two weeks later, the mother had a miscarriage. So then after that, kind of all of my friends were like... Amy, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with this? And I was kind of like, okay, I gotta, I gotta duck out of this for a bit. And I tried to turn it off as best I could because yeah, it was a lot. I think someone funny. else is going to be coming out of the closet soon. There, yeah, right? 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 Sounds yeah. like it. Right? Are you fine with telling one on one? Yeah, yeah, and I think even then, I would. I, I think I felt I shouldn't be responsible for some of the the decisions or the the answers they were looking to get. Um, especially at that age, I was a little bit older than a lot of them. So, you know, your early 20s is a great time to go out and explore and, and stuff like that. And I feel when you hear something concretely, it can kind of maybe change the way you approach it. Even, mm -hmm. if, it, even if you can't change the outcome, it might change the way you approach that situation or, or, you know, that big move or something like that. So I kind of wanted them to like go out and experience mm -hmm. it for themselves, kind of. Like let the world kind of happen the way it should. Um, but yeah, and then when I moved back to Canada, I, I moved to, um, Alora, the town I'm in now, and I was suddenly like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm right back in the thick of it. There's a lot going on. And I, I had left my, my then boyfriend, my now husband in Germany. So we were going through, um, going through the immigration process once he came there and things were very uncertain for us for a while, just because it's. You know, it's you don't know that you're going to get immigration. We didn't mm -hmm. know if we'd move back to Germany, things like that. So at that point, I think my guard was down because I just had so many other things on my plate. And that's when I started work at the pub and all these things started to happen. And I, I didn't have the same control that I had to block it out. Uh, so there was one evening, the same coworker before who would often hear the voices with me and things like that. She came to me and she said, oh. There's this ghost in my room. It's driving me up the wall. Like, I can't sleep. My dog won't let me sleep. Like, the dog just stares at it all night. It stands at the end of my bed. I can't handle it. I'm like, well, what does it look like? And she's like, it's just a black figure. I can't. It's almost smoky. I cannot identify it. Like, I, I, I need it gone. And she wasn't asking me to help. She wasn't asking for advice. It was more like, a, oh, I got to figure something out. I, I need something done. And we talked about it a little bit. And we finished our shift. We went home. And uh, I went to bed that evening, and I ended up in uh, the same position that I used to meditate in, laying on my back, which was funny at that time because I had a very bad back injury. So that's that's a position I wouldn't have naturally fallen into. Um, it should have hurt, but it didn't. And within what was probably minutes, seconds, I don't know, I was in a very deep meditative state without kind of trying to achieve that. And I was suddenly in her bedroom and there's a smoky figure in front of me and, you know, he slowly, the smoke almost dissipated and he was a figure standing in front of me and he was a very sad man. And all of a sudden, I just felt that my friend looked like his daughter who he missed and he watched her as she slept uh, in, in a sad sort of lamenting kind of way and he wasn't harmful he didn't want to disturb her but you know he couldn't help but watch her so in this state I look at him and I say okay the family who lives here are very open they don't they don't need you to leave because I also didn't know how to make that happen I I wouldn't have even tried <laughs> so I uh I I said to him come with me so uh all I know to do because I'm not sure how to remove him, help him pass on, anything like that. Uh, and because I wasn't really aware of where I was spiritually, I knew I was in her home, I had been there, but I didn't know where in the plains I was or, you know, whatever. 
so I, I said to him, this family's open. They're, they're going to be so welcoming of you here. Come with me. You, you just cannot spend the night in her room. She needs to sleep. Your daughter would need to sleep. Like, let this girl sleep. And I almost guided him by the hand down the stairs and into the family living room. And I knew there were there was a pair of armchairs in the living room. Her parents would often sit there. And I said, when everyone's gone to bed for the evening, you can spend the night here. And I sat him in this chair. And, you know, moments later, I'm, I'm back in my bed. I roll over. I go right to sleep. And I wake up the next morning, and the whole thing was clear as day. And it felt very real. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to mention it to her because... You know, let's say I did just uh, dream it. You know, I don't want to get her hopes up, but I also kind of want to see, you know, the confirmation. I so want to see if it works exactly. So I leave it for for about a week, and I say, hey, we've not we've not touched base since you told me about the man in your room. She's like, it's the weirdest thing. He's gone. Like the day I told you, that's all I needed to say, and he was gone. And I said, well, he's not gone. She says, what do you mean? I go, he's in the living room. She goes, is he in the chair? And I go, yeah. I put him in the chair. I didn't know where else to put him. <laughs> and she goes, that's where the cat sleeps. And the cat won't go anywhere near that chair now. The cat <laughs> had to find a new bed. <laughs> so, yeah, somehow I had moved this gentleman without <clears throat> trying, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It was very, very odd thing yeah, for me to experience. Like a, like a remote viewing or yeah, astral like projection that. Yeah, uh, I don't type know. thing. Very cool. said about that yeah. crack. Yeah. You got this light that yeah. is very attractive there you go <laughs> careful with your healing light your hands yeah. <laughs> saying okay you'll figure that out soon enough. okay okay do you have a fear of telling more than one person if you had like 10 people in a room would you be comfortable enough to go oh there's a dude right there depending on the people i think complete strangers complete strangers maybe two friends it would depend. <laughs> I do I do find um, I've always been an empath, so I tend to pick up the mood of the room very easily. Mm -hmm. It served me well being a server. Um, so if I felt it was a comfortable climate, I would. Uh, but if I felt there was any chance of maybe any like snickering or disbelief, mm -hmm. I would I would probably keep it to myself, I think. There's been a lot that I've kept to myself for sure mm -hmm. because of that. I we think. know someone like that. <laughs> but now you're open to the world yeah right? right yeah i get from you that in a past life this is what you did okay and you were silenced for it okay so that's where i think you have your my hard shell yeah, yeah. Hard yeah shell. okay i think you did the, this healing mm -hmm. a lot like that was what you were known for yeah. like we call you you know Ooh, interesting. Okay. You're Amy, the ghost. like a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, well, that oh. yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. some rabbit feet. No, maybe. Well, there's a, there's a chicken foot in my... I have, a, I have a little witch doctor shaman tattoo. Oh, and I, I wanted him to kind of guide me through some stuff at one point in my life. So, yeah, he's got a little chicken foot. And she's got a Sasquatch tattoo. I do have a Sasquatch yes. tattoo, yeah. yeah. Where do you find these people? I know. The Laura. The pub. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all heavy drinkers. That's the, that's the trick to it. But, you know... We talk. We have talked a lot about, you know, no coincidences in life mm -hmm. and right. synchronicities. Yeah. And there's a reason why you're sitting here and connecting with Rachel mm -hmm. and and Greg and over Greg. in the corner there. Yeah. And I don't think he's there now. I don't get it. No. I think he's like, hey, I'll yeah. chat with you She's later. Yeah. <laughs> I made myself known. And, yeah. I know, need to go sly some the, nice little ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the chick and the big guy connected with me. And, <laughs> And uh, he couldn't compete with me. Anymore. <laughs> right. That was the problem, yes. <laughs> well, it's very funny. Now, just kind of thinking through now that I've kind of digested um, a little bit about what you said about this crack, um, I tend to, I, I can make very deep connections with animals. Um, I've had it a number of times. Uh, and there was one particular time where um, a cow uh, approached me and spoke to me, looked deep into my eyes and spoke to me, but she was sniffing around my forehead like quite a, a bit. Like a real cow? A real cow, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I, I went vegetarian in my early teens, um, okay. and not, this is not going to get preachy, do not worry, but, uh, I always felt like I, I wanted to go vegan, but I, I kind of made excuses, I put it off, and, uh, the year that this had happened, I had said, okay, this is the year. By, by December, I will be vegan. 
uh, just felt like the right choice for me. And the year kind of went on and stuff happened. I got busy and now it's not a good time and yada yada. And uh, sure enough, my husband and I went to the CNE in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I had never been. My husband, being from Germany, hadn't been. He was curious, so we went. Which, for people who don't know, is Canadian National Exhibition. Yes. Like a huge, it's a huge like, annual uh, theme park, amusement yeah, fair, amusement, county fair. There's shows, there's yeah. vendors, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And one of the buildings on this lot, I didn't know, having not been, uh, one of the buildings is turned into an agricultural building. It's in Toronto. A lot of people living in the city don't kind of get access to farms, farms and stuff like that. So it's it's a display to kind of show them that sort of stuff. So we go through, and I wasn't thrilled about being there, to be honest, um, being vegetarian. But I could kind of be like, oh, I don't eat pork. Oh, I'm I'm you know I'm okay seeing these pigs. It's sad. I'm not contributing to it, and I'm I'm going through. And then we get to the dairy cattle, and there was one cow. They were all kind of at the back of their pens, which you could walk right up to, but the cows were not interested in interacting with you, obviously. They're at the back feeding or whatever, and there's one cow, and her face is perfectly split down the middle, black on one side, white on the other. And as I'm saying this, it is now becoming very weird. <laughs> Gemini cow. Yeah, yeah. Gemini cow. But she was perfectly split to the point where uh, one eye had white eyelashes and one had black eyelashes. Cool. And beautiful, beautiful cow. I and bet she was delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> kick him. Yeah, kick him. <laughs> Greg will kick you, sorry. Um, so, so, yeah, so I look at her and out loud I say, my God, you're beautiful. Because she was. And she lifts her head and she looks like directly at me. And she beelines straight to me. And my husband's standing beside me as well. And he's seen me interact with wild animals and, and I can call them quite easily. And he's going, oh my God, what are you doing now? And this cow comes up to the me. The cow whisperer. The cow whisperer, exactly. <laughs> and so she puts her face right to my face and we're nose to nose. And she's like looking down her nose into my eyes. And I, I felt it, like I felt it inside of me. And I thought, okay. And then she starts sniffing me and she puts her head down. So now I put my forehead to her forehead and I'm stroking her face. And, and of course now we're kind of attracting a crowd. People are like, oh, look, you can come pet this cow. And so people are, people are approaching her and she backs off completely. But she doesn't break eye contact with me. She just steps backwards until no one can reach her. And then people are like, oh, and I said, back up, please. And people take steps back and she comes right back to me. And so I, I took my husband's hand and I, I pet her with his hand and then she allowed him to pet him. But the whole time she was either making eye contact with me or sniffing my hair. I turned my head so she could sniff my neck, but she kept coming back to my forehead. And uh, that was the day I went vegan. Like she, she looked into my heart and my soul and she said, hey, like today's the day. And I thought, okay, and yeah, mm. I've not looked back since. Yeah. Cool. But so I've I've called wild raccoons over. I've had squirrels sit on my shoulder, like the whole deal. Yeah. You're you like, definitely got your sign. Like it was yeah, right in your right, face. Right in my face. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> needed that kick in the butt, and it happened. If you ever see a grizzly bear, yeah, don't call it over. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the part Here, of, yeah, hey, the part of Germany that my my in laws live in, they live they're the last house in the village before a forest. And the forest is full of wild boars. And I, oh, they're dangerous. I, they are, but all I want to do is see one. That's all I want. And the last visit when we were there, I said to my mother-in-law in German, like, hey, do you have any trail mix? And she went, you are not going to the forest with trail mix. And she just knew. And I was like, okay, fine, I won't. I won't try and lure the boars out <laughs> no. with trail mix. You'll come back with a minus a leg. Probably. They're vicious. They are, things. yeah. So I should take you hunting. Yeah. And you can call them in. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah that's right. Well, any uh, last stories that you'd like to last stories. tell us before? Uh, I don't Dave? know. I think Does anybody Dave else have a story? I, I think I gave Danny, all my good ones off. you were going to tell us a little story yeah. there. About, it was uh, just my, my daughter was uh, just... Uh, at home, like we we would left and went shopping, and she was sitting home alone. She said, as soon as we left, she said she could hear music playing, and she's in the back room all by herself, but she could hear music playing, and she wasn't sure where it was coming from. Uh, she said that she looked around and at the normal places that music would come from, her phone, her you know, 
Oh, or is it is the stereo on? She wasn't hearing anything out of the speakers, right? But she could still hear it in that general area. She opened the drawer. There's a little black portable radio, you know, in case power goes out, we got a little radio to find out what's going on, etc. Right? So this thing was on and fairly loud, she had said. And the weird thing about that is is nobody's touched that radio in that drawer for probably a year or six months to a year anyway, uh, that it was probably put in there. So if it was left on at any point, those batteries would be long dead. <laughs> you should buy more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's not an easy thing to turn on either. It's, you know, like a, a slide switch, but it's got a click, right? Mm. So how that, uh, how that happened or how it turned on. Right. Um, now the only thing, <laughs> I was going to say the only thing that uh, I can think of is um, my my father's birthday was was that particular weekend, right? So um, he was a television repair guy, loved electronics and playing with that, and uh, I think he it was wasn't Hotel California. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know what was playing. Was it the Eagles? Sir? Yeah. Oh, you should have asked your daughter. I should have asked her. What but I guess she she yeah. would have mentioned if it was yeah because. If it was, they're, your, so, they're one yeah. of their favorites, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that's the only thing that I can relate it to. Uh, Just a, a little update on the Diane spirit. Now, two podcasts ago, right? Uh, we talked a little bit about how the spirit of this young lady, who was a cold case file, like from just over thirty years ago had presented her to a couple of psychic mediums, and then she came to me. Uh, at home and like was overwhelming and showed me where she was and then the next morning another psychic medium guy who we've had on the podcast messaged me and he said yeah you know that girl we were talking about like a year ago she came to me and she showed me where she was and it was exact same location she had shown me so she's really looking for her justice and to be found so yesterday um, Rachel Tony and I went out to this location with shovels and uh, a rake and we looked and looked and looked but we also had the spirit box going mm -hmm. and of course Tony being Tony he's always got his recorder going yep and as soon as he got out of the truck you know he's and it was a bit of a walk to, to get back there and he told me today uh, just briefly he was texting me he's, he's reviewing the audio and said that uh, one of the more prominent ones is we said we asked the question is there anyone buried here and a female voice said yes mm -hmm. so I mean we got a ton of voices on the spirit box male and female and Rachel and I think that there was a spirit there that was interfering with her he doesn't want her to be found because I think he's connected mm. in some way absolutely so uh, we're gonna go back one of these days, mm -hmm. we'll do a little bit more exploring and digging and see what we can pick up. And hopefully she can store enough energy and maybe she'll come to Rachel again or me or whoever. Because she yeah. really wants to be found. And we oh, and we heard uh, Help Me yep. a couple times on the spirit box. So when Tony mm -hmm. uh, gets all his audio together and... Uh, does yep. his transcription and everything, then we'll talk about that on a later date. Hopefully we get some more clues. Mm -hmm. So, but that's where that is right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope we, I hope we can find her one day. Sounds good. I hope so too. All right, Amy, thank you. For thank you. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Mm, that uh, was neat. Yeah, a great uh, connection made, I think, mm -hmm. between, between all of us here. So that was yeah. and, and Greg. And Greg. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, right. Greg. Yeah. Don't forget Greg. Greg, the cool dude over there. <laughs> Mr. Suave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his ascot. <laughs> uh, our email and uh, Facebook page. Yeah, Phantom Faction on mm -hmm. Facebook. And if you want to email us and uh, you want to be on the show, you got any cool ghost stories or any paranormal stories relating to UFOs, Dogman, Sasquatch, anything, email us at phantomfaction at outlook.com and uh, really hope to hear from you. And Rachel, how people get a hold of you? 
uh, Instagram, and it's Closet Medium Rachel, R A E C H E L. Mm. All right, Amy, you got anything to plug? Nothing interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when when things reopen, come visit me at the pub. We'll have yeah. a drink and a chat. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, for, ask for Amy. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a million pubs. But, That's true. Yeah. Gregory will take you. He'll show you where to go. Yeah, it's the one on the, it's the, one on the corner. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.